Sellers, welcome to day two of Goal Seller 2022. If you haven't already, check out our day one, which was an immense success. We spoke about product research and how you can source your perfect product that you've just researched upon. I think it was a great day. I had so much fun, and day two gets even better because we have three jam-packed sessions, which in which we are going to be talking about funding your Amazon FBA business. Then we're going to be talking about patent taxes, and then to end the day perfectly, we are going to be having a perfect product launch strategy for you. If you haven't already, make sure to register for the event. Registered users get extra benefits such as exclusive discount codes from our registered partners in form of a goodie bag, and of course, some PDFs that are going to help you win on Amazon. Also, do check out GoSeller's official page to learn more about our partners, and of course. To see what the agenda of the following day look like. So, starting day two, we have Don Hying, who is the co-founder of Hackrumi. Trust me when I say that this man creates magic with numbers. He is such a genius when it comes to funding and financing. And I have personally learned a lot from his past webinars, and I'm so happy to have him for our Go Seller event this year. So he is going to be talking about how you can raise capital and fund your Amazon FBA business. It doesn't matter if you are a new seller on Amazon or if you are already selling on Amazon or thinking of launching your new product. Capital is something which is required by uh, Amazon sellers on all their various fields or on their various stages. So of course, this is a very important session for you all, and there's no better person to cover it. Except Don, so over to you, Don. Welcome, Amazon sellers. This is Don Hennig. I'm with a crew me, and I'm going to present some information for you today that you most likely have never heard before. And it's all about growth, and it's about growing your business fast and large. And I'm going to ask you some questions about that as we get into this. But it's going to be fun. I can guarantee you, you're going to learn things that you've never heard. I'm going to give you some concepts from finance that are very basic. But people don't know them, and I guarantee you, 99% of you will not know these. But they will be,、uh, I believe, life-changing for you. You will never look at lending and loans and things like that again in the same way. So let's have some fun. But first of all, I want to just thank Seller App. You know, I love this company. I love their technology, and I love the people. They are just fantastic. They're great to work with.、Uh, they're just great people. So、uh, I really appreciate them inviting me here today, and hopefully I deliver. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. Some fun. So we're going to talk about success, success-based growth capital. Not something you've ever heard of before. Not something you've ever seen before. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Let's keep going. So when people talk about growth capital and every sort of loan and everything out there that is, you know, they'll, they'll provide you with some capital for your business. They all call themselves growth capital, and it's confusing. Like, how do you know which one really I could grow with? So basically, you know, the, what? Let me ask you the question: What's the most important term when you're thinking about growth capital? Is it the interest rate? I'm going to tell you, it's not. Is it the term? And it's not. It's very important. Term is very important. If you think about it, if you went out and got a mortgage for five hundred thousand dollars. And for 30 years, and you were going to pay it, it might cost you two thousand dollars a month, no problem. But if it was for 10 months, it would cost you over fifty thousand dollars a month. You may not be able to buy that house. So term is very important, much more important than interest rate. 
but is not the most important. Most important is payment. Well, term and payment tend to go together. They do, but not always. So today you're going to see how you can decouple term and payment and go with the lowest monthly payment because that is true growth capital. All right, let's keep going. So have you ever heard of Stephen Covey? Uh, the seven secrets of, uh, successful, of successful people, and I'm saying the, the name of the book wrong right now, but he, one of his main principles, and this is a great book, was begin with the end in mind. So these next couple of slides, I want you to think about your business and where do you want to see your business two years from now, three years from now, five years from now? Do you want to exit the business three times over that period of time and make millions of dollars in, with each exit? Or do you want to stay basically the same or grow slightly to the point where I can live happily, which is fine if that's your goal. But what is your goal? My goal in business has always been to grow rapidly, to get big. And then truthfully, I don't plan on selling, but I've sold many, many businesses. And I'll tell you a little bit about that uh, shortly. How about Norman Vincent Peale? He wrote the book, The Power of Positive Thinking. And I live my life with positive thinking. I believe, people kid me that I have rose-colored glass glasses because I believe everything positive is going to happen. I know it will. Even when things go wrong, I tend to look for the positive in those. One of the things that Norman Vincent Peale said, and I built my early on businesses this way and never stopped, was shoot for the moon. Because even if you miss, you'll still land among the stars. And, you know, you'll read a lot of books and a lot of uh, gurus who will tell you to make your goals very attainable. You want to feel good every day and feel good every week and every year. I met my goals. Well, you know, if you had a goal of going from $1,000 in profit to $2,000 in profit, it's meaningless. That's not a goal. You can make that, you can do that, you know, with your eyes closed. Make that goal going from $1,000 in profit to $100,000 in profit. And now, even if you miss, you're going to come, you know, close enough. You might get $50,000 or $80,000. And then again, you might blow that, that, that number away. You might hit $100,000 in six months and then get to two and three and 400000 that's what building a business is all about. So I want you to think about creating the vision for your business. Where do you want to see it? So you can't talk about vision without talking about Elon Musk. You know, how crazy is this? He comes out with a statement, you know, years ago and he says, we're going to build a spaceship to go to Mars. Like, you know, why don't you go to the sun? I mean, that's crazy, right? Well, then he put the, together the steps to get there and he started the plan. Do any of us doubt that he's going to get there? Whether it be a year or five years, I don't know. But I don't think there's anybody that doubts that he'll get there. That's who, that's who he is. And that's who we are as well. We have all that inside us if we want to. But imagine if his goal was smaller, okay? Imagine if his goal was to build a rocket to go 1,000 feet into the air. Feet, okay? 1,000 feet into the air. And then come crashing back down to earth in some safe area. And, and then, you know, if, if he could do that, now he's successful. He met his goal, right? I'm going to go up 2,000 feet. Boom. And now that, that ship comes back down, crashes, burns, gone. 
All right, I met my goal. Imagine that. That's, that's what having low goals will do. Instead of saying, I want to take my, I want to build a spaceship to go up into the atmosphere, go around the earth, however many times, come back and then land on the same land, uh, uh, pad that it, that it took off from safely so I can reuse the whole thing. What, whoever thought of that? These are the kinds of goals I'm talking about. You all have these abilities in you. You have the ability to reach these, these heights. You know, none of us are Elon Musk. I'm not trying to say we are, but you have the ability to do much more than you even believe. So set your goals so high and then go out and nail it. And you can. So I think today I'm going to give you some good things. So right along the, the uh, uh, lines of the vision of your company, do you want to double in three years? That's not a bad goal, right? What do you want to 10X your business in 18 months? If you 10X your business, if you think about it, if you just sit back and say, I want to 10X my business, you might think it's impossible. But just take a little bit of time, take a half hour and write down, how could I 10X my business? You have to think differently. You'll need different systems. You'll need different processes. You'll need different marketing. You may see that you're on the wrong track today. And that you need to get off the track you're on and get on another track so that you can 10x in a certain period of time, whether it be a year, 18 months or two years. You can't just work harder to get there. All right. You can't just work harder when you want to 10x. So 10xing is a great exercise for every one of you to do in your business. How can I 10x my business? Take a half hour. Write all the plans down. It may change your thinking overall, and you may have a much better company as a result. So there's the first nugget for you. All right. So growth. This is you know, this is the way I look at growth. You, you've all seen the movie Home Alone, and you remember the scene when when Joe Pesci gets his hair, you know, lit on fire. And what does he do? He runs outside, and there's snow on the ground, and he put, puts his head into the snow to get rid of the pain and the flames coming out of his head. Right. Well. I like to think about growth that way. And there's this old saying that you go after growth like a man whose hair is on fire searching for a pond. That's the kind of, you know, anger, I don't want to say anger, but that's the kind of effort that you want to have. You want to go out and nothing's going to get in your way. You're going to go after growth like a man whose hair is on fire searching for a pond. Another one. I don't think you'll ever forget that one. It's a great one. All right. So let me show you what I'm talking about. These are just small companies. Okay. I, I, I didn't use any very large companies, just three small ones uh, in different models. So private label, wholesale, and um, uh, retail arbitrage. Yeah, we do all three. Uh, people get a little surprised by that. I just want to show you how it, with the right growth capital, companies can take off. And each of these didn't think that they could. And each of these didn't go anywhere prior to this. Okay. They were pretty much steady. Good one month, bad next month. Okay. The next month, up, up, you know, just up and down, pretty much in the same uh, uh, stratus. All right. So in this company, this is a wholesale company that when they started with this, this is just nine months. And the three I picked was eight months, nine months, and 10 months. So this was nine months. You know, they, they continued long, long after this. But for nine months, 
They started with $2,500 in profit. And after nine months, they had over $13,000 of net profit to themselves. That's life-changing. They, they doubled the pro their profit in three months, all right? The most interesting thing to me is that they took the value of their business, so that their inventory at cost, plus their receivables, plus any cash they had in the bank, from $33,000, and nine months later, they were at $113,000. It's amazing, it's fantastic. And you see here, yeah, this is a little bit of a profit split down here. You see Accrumi earns a little bit of profit up and down, depending on how well the, 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 the company does. And they use the money for free that whole period of time. And you see the, the black line is what that seller, prop, that seller earned net of everything else, okay? So let's look at another one. This one's private label. Again, this one's eight months. They started, they were doing nothing. They were doing, they, they had good products, but actually I think they had one product at the time and they were only earning a, a little over a hundred dollars a month. And then eight months later, they were up about $5,000 a month. And I can tell you this company has uh, increased dramatically from here. You could see what happened. They were ve doing very poorly. They were not making any money. They actually uh, stocked out before our money kicked in for them where they were able to get their inventory. Once they got their inventory and they started kicked in another, a new product, they took off. Then from there, they added two new products and then they you know, more than tripled this very quickly. And now here's the last one. This was retail arbitrage. Uh, it takes a lot of work to be a re retail arbitrage uh, seller. Their first month, and this is over 10 months, was only $1,700 in profit. 10 months later, they had over $7,000 a month in profit, and they've gone up way higher than that. I can tell you, I know recently they're over $40,000 in net profit. Imagine that going from $1,700 a month in profit, and about 14, 15 months later, uh, maybe a little bit more than that, I don't remember, maybe 16 months, uh, to be over $40,000 in profit. Amazing. So this is the type of growth that we're talking about. So who am I? Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I've built many, many businesses in the mortgage industry. I've started my own mortgage company, my own publishing company, my own entertainment company, real estate company, uh, you know, uh, mortgage franchise, uh, created that industry, uh, a whole bunch of different things, all different industries. It's just one of those things that I, uh, I get excited about something and I, and I dive into it. Uh, if you want to check me out on LinkedIn, I, you know, I, I love connections and I love communicating with people. It's my full name, Donald Hennig, H-E-N-I-G. Uh, I've financed over $100 billion in the mortgage world. It's really more over $200 billion. I'm trying to be conservative. I created a company. We did eight feature-length films with the biggest name stars like Tom Cruise and Natalie Portman and Mark Ruffalo and all of them. And we also created and produced the Broadway show Rock of Ages, which ended up as the 26th longest running play on Broadway ever. It was a lot of fun. If you've, if you've ever seen it, it's a lot of fun. Um, I got bored at one point, got into buying and selling houses. I Over 18 months, I bought and sold 300 houses, fixed up. You know, Most of them had to be fixed up, not all of them. And I uh, did it very quickly. Every single one of them made a profit. Uh, I've built and sold multiple companies. I bought many companies as well. 
and, and sold. And I, I took a retirement three times in my career. And I don't call it retirement. I called it taking a break. But this last time was five years. And after five years, you get to the point where you say, I am not ever going back. I've worked hard enough in my whole career. I've made enough money. I'm enjoying life, traveling the world with my wife and kids, uh, boating all the time, golfing. You know, life was really, really good researching things because I enjoyed learning all the time. And then a friend of mine told me about Amazon. And he taught me about Amazon sellers. And one of the things I love doing is helping people grow businesses. And I love mentoring, especially young people. So this is right up my alley. So I said, wow, that's very interesting. So we looked at it from a finance standpoint. We didn't like what we saw. So we created a new model that's never been done before, ever. All right. So it's different. It's hard to believe sometimes. The biggest obstacle we have is that people say, it sounds too good to be true. Yeah, it does, but it's real. We flip the risk so that we take the risk instead of you. Only time ever I know of in finance. So let's keep going. I'm gonna show you some good stuff. So you talk about a real growth, you wanna grow your company. I joined a company that was doing $1.3 billion a year in mortgages and losing a lot of money. And they asked me to join them, so I did. Three years later, we did $45 billion. The next year was over $55 billion, but $45 billion, and we had a net profit after taxes of over $300 million. Okay, That's what I'm talking about. It's doable. But when you're in it, it's hard to see that it's doable. So I'm asking you to think big, get that vision, get that Elon Musk idea going. Uh, go after growth like a man with his hair on fire searching for a pond. All right. All right. So here's a couple of questions. And these are rhetorical because they're so obvious. OK, but it, I guarantee you, you haven't thought about this. Can you grow your business faster? By leaving, taking money out of your business every month. So let's say I'm, I'm doing well and I take money out of the business every month to buy a new car. Because I like cars. I don't. But <laughs> So I take money out of my business every month. Is that business going to grow fast? Probably not. Or by leaving money in the business to let my profits compound. Again, there's a statement that most people have never heard of and never thought of. Profits compounding. Remember what Einstein said? He talked about uh, compound interest being the eighth wonder of the world. He said compound interest. <clears throat> he didn't ever think about compounding profits. Who would think of that? So your profits compounding on top of profits. The compound effect of that is astronomical growth. And that's what this is all about. <clears throat> so let's keep going here. So have you ever read the book or heard of the book, The Richest Man in Babylon? I suggest you're reading it. It's the simplest little book. And they're basically interviewing, this is 4,000 years ago, and they're interviewing the richest man in, in Babylon. I don't remember his name anymore, like Acre or something like that. And one of the keys for the richest man in Babylon, how did you become the richest man in Babylon? Basically the richest man in the world. Well, I earned gold, and then I had my gold earn gold. And they use terms like, you know, I had my gold have babies and then their babies had babies and their babies had babies. So meaning that the money that he earned didn't take it out of the business. He put it to work. 
so that profits can grow on top of profits. I earned gold and then I had my gold earn gold. Okay. And if you want really fast growth, the best way to do it is to have your profits compound on top of profits. So if that's the case, if you answered earlier that you could grow your business faster by leaving money in your business, why would you ever take money out of your business to send it to a lender? Does that make sense? Is that good for you and your business? And I know it's an obvious answer. It's not good for you and your business. It's good for the lender. Lending has been set up for 2,000 years. We're used to it. We got it ingrained in us. You have to have an interest rate. You have to have a monthly payment. I'm telling you, you don't. You can look at it completely different. We did. So you'll make your own decisions, but I think you're going to love this whole thing. All right. So a quick summary so far. Where are we? Uh, You can grow faster by leaving money in your business. All right. No question about it. Uh, Paying a lender is good for the lender. It's not good for you. Again, that's pretty obvious. All right. Uh, The payment is the critical factor when you're thinking about growth capital. If it has a payment or a larger payment, it is not growth capital. Okay. Growth capital is basically equal to the lowest monthly payment or no payment would be best. And then remember, profits compounding on top of profits. The richest man in Babylon, how did he get there? That's our goal, okay? And by the way, being the richest man or richest woman doesn't mean that you're going to live in a castle. What it does mean is that you will have enough money not only to take care of you and your family and your nieces and nephews and your sisters and your brothers and cousins, but also many other people in this world. And, you know, the amount of charities that you can take care of becomes astronomical. And that's what life ends up being about. So I want you to get there. All right. So let's give you, I have two key concepts about lending overall that are going to be some things that you've never thought of. Uh, The key concept, number one, is that monthly payments equals lost profit. Let me explain. You can figure out the number very easily. So let's say you earn a a monthly ROI of 10%. I'm keeping it simple because I'm old and simple, okay? So multiply your monthly ROI by the payment of whatever loan you might have or thinking about. And that equals your lost profit every month. So let's use an example. You have a monthly ROI of 10%. And you borrow money and your monthly payment is $12,000. So that means that you are going to lose profit of $1,200 for that month and every month thereafter. So you just sent that lender $12,000. So already you hurt your business. But what would that $12,000 have done if you had it still in your business? It would have earned $1,200 this month it would have earned $1,200 next month and the month after and the month after. But now in the next month, you send another 12,000 to that lender. So now you're losing profit at the rate of $2,400 a month. Think of that. Forget about paying down the loan. That's not your benefit. Your benefit is growing your business and not losing that profit, okay? So I hope that helps, but I'm gonna give you another key concept. And it's the concept of idle cash. 
And Idle Cash, think of it as a gym membership. All right, so we all know how gyms work. They sell a thousand memberships, and they, um, you know, maybe a hundred people go to the gym. So you go out and you buy a gym membership, but you don't use it. You don't go to the gym, or you go every once in a long while. Is that good for your body? Is your body going to grow? Is your are you going to get healthier? No, it's a lost investment. You gave money to the gym and you got nothing in return. It's the same thing with lending. Funds that you borrow that you don't use to grow, so like an inventory or for new products, that creates a loss, okay? So I want you to realize that. Think about it. So I'm going to go back to that for a second. Funds not invested for growth in inventory or in new products create a loss. So think about it for a second. I borrow $100,000 at 10%. Okay. So let's just say I'm going to pay uh, interest of $1,000 a month. Keep it simple. Over whatever, 10 months. So it's going to be uh, $10,000. So 10%. So now I leave $50,000 in the bank. I only have need right now of 50,000. So I invest 50,000 for growth. I leave 50,000 in the bank. So I'm really only using 50,000, right? But I'm paying $10,000 in interest. So I didn't borrow at 10%. I borrowed at 20%. Okay. The papers may say 10%, but reality for your business is you're paying 20%. So remember to always invest everything into inventory, into new products, into your growth. Key concept. All right. So big question. Can you grow faster with $100,000, an extra $100,000? It could be an extra $10,000. It could be an extra $50,000, whatever it is. But can you grow faster with an extra $100,000? Everybody should say yes. But what if you had to make a monthly payment of $20,000 a month? Huh. I don't think you're going to be able to grow. That's revenue-based financing. What if you had to make payments of 11,000 or 11,500 per month? You might be able to grow slowly, right? That's what a term loan is. And I'm going to give you the details on this in a second. What if you had no monthly payments? And that's success-based financing. I think you could grow. <laughs> uh, and again, do you want to grow like a man whose hair is on fire searching for a pond? All right, let's dig into some of the details. All right, revenue-based financing, 100,000, 10% of your, of your revenue, okay? So what happens is they don't have an interest rate, they have a percentage of revenue. And so, all right, so I'm going to pay a percentage of revenue. So let's look at the example. Let's assume you had 100,000, you borrowed 100,000 on revenue-based, and now you're going to pay 10% of your revenue. It could be 20%, it could be 30%, it could be 8%. Well, let's just call it 10%. We'll keep it simple. So your new size of the size of your company now is $200,000. You should produce revenue in the neighborhood of 600,000 over three months. So per month, 200,000. 10% is $20,000. So you're going to pay the, this lender $20,000. Wait a minute, your ROI is only 10%. So that means you're, you're paying them all of your profit, okay? The initial investment in inventory you would think would be 100000 but let's think reality here for a second. And then you that have ever taken out a loan, 
there's stress involved. Can I make that payment? I'm going to have that payment due in another you know, 30 days. I don't want to invest everything. I want to keep some money on the side. So you might keep 20 grand in the bank, which means you're only putting $80,000 to work in month number one. Then that 20 goes off to the lender and you're probably going to be a little concerned. So you're going to keep that $20,000 aside again, just so you have enough money to pay. So in the second month, you're only having $60,000 invested to growth. Maybe you have 70,000, good for you. But the amount invested in growth every month goes down. And I think you need to see that. And by the way, the better you do, it's almost like a tax. The better you do, the higher you, you know, build, the bigger, bigger you uh, grow your business, the higher the cost, right? So it's 10% of your total revenue. All right, what about a term loan? Let's take the same situation, 10% uh, uh, rate, nine-month term. It's pretty common. I've seen them as high as 17% in this industry. The longest term I've seen was 12, 12 months. The shortest term I've seen was four months. Uh, so in any case, it creates some growth, but slow growth. So a monthly payment of a little over 11000 so again, remember, you're going to hold money back. It's just human nature. You are going to be nervous. You're going to want to hold money back. So maybe you get $90,000 roughly invested into growth. Okay. In month two, same scenario as before. Maybe you have 80000 invested in growth. Again, the amount you're investing in growth will come down. It will come down more slowly than revenue-based. Revenue-based, your amount invested in growth will come down fast. With a term loan, it will come down slowly, okay? So it's better. Uh, and beware, just one thing to be careful of. Sometimes when you take out a loan, let's say it's 100,000, and uh, you have $5,000 in interest that's going to be due over this period of time. Sometimes term lenders will take that out up front. It improves their return, okay? So instead of giving you 100,000, they give you 95,000. Sometimes you don't learn that until the end. All right, what about success-based financing? Again, it's very different. You've never seen this before. Again, same scenario, $100,000. In this case, is zero, zero interest, there's zero fees, there's no required payments, okay? And there's no loss of equity and there's no personal guarantee. So this is fast growth. Uh, again, let's use the same example. You, new size of the company is 200,000. You had 100, you received 100. You have a monthly ROI, same example, 10%. Month one profit, because you're going to invest everything. You're going to have a $20,000 a month profit. You would have had $10,000 on your own. But now with success-based, you split that profit. So you would have earned 15000 of that twenty in that first month. So now that 15000 and that five, so the twenty altogether, can be reinvested in the company. So in month two, you have $220,000 invested. And that can reduce, produce a profit of 22,000. And there's the split. And then in month three, you have $242,000 to be invested in growth. It might be in same inventory. It might be in new products. If you're in wholesale, very often you have many products that you can get and you, you just don't have the opportunity. Same thing with retail arbitrage. Uh, in private label, you might be saying, okay, I can use some of that money to create two new products or three new products. It's 
It's pretty exciting. And but you can see instead of the size of your company going down each month, the size of your company is going up each month and it goes up rapidly. It's the biggest problem with success based uh, financing is that, you know, um, the sellers grow so fast, typically, not always, but typically they grow so fast after a period of time, they don't need the money. They have too much. That's just exactly what happens. All right. So what about paying it back? Everybody's got to have that concern. And if you're not making any monthly payments, when am I going to pay this back? All right. Well, the term loan, as I said earlier, you're going to repay it in 10 months. Revenue loan. The goal from the lender standpoint is to have you repay it in three months, but maybe up to five or seven months, somewhere in there. Success-based is you pay it back whenever it's right for you and your business. So when is that? It's typically when you're flush with cash. So there might be some months where you're a little slow and you have uh, not as many sales. So you have a lot of money in the bank. What happens? Remember going back earlier? What happens with money in the bank? You're paying for that money in all scenarios. And if it's in the bank, you're not using it. You might have to have a little cushion. Yeah, it makes sense. But besides that, so what typically happens is sellers will pay back a um, uh, success-based financing when they have those slow months. It might be March, April, May, and they pay it down in chunks. Or think about an exit. So many sellers will be thinking about an exit with this type of financing because they're really growing into the exit. Uh, so think about it. You get this money. You have no monthly payments. You can grow rapidly. You can really, really work your butt off and make your business big and exciting and then go for the exit. The exit might be double, triple, quadruple or more of what you think you can exit for today. That's exciting. Uh, and then what happens at the exit? All you repay is the initial investment plus whatever profit share there was. Everything else you keep, all the upside is yours. Again, there's no loss of equity in the business. You keep it all. All right, so here's a summary. I'm wrap up real quick now. Uh, so can you grow faster by taking money out of your business or by leaving it in? You know the answer. Is taking money out of your business to pay a lender good for you or is it good for the lender? You know. Growth capital. The key term is lowest monthly payment. Uh, no payment is best. Accrue me, uh, there's no interest, there's no fees, there's no monthly payments, there's no personal guarantee, and there's no loss of equity. <laughs> Sounds crazy, but that's what we put together, and it works for everybody. Uh, true growth capital. All right, finish up. Again, LinkedIn. Donald, my full name, Hennig, H-E-N-I-G. Uh, go to accrueme.com. There's uh, a button that says, get a funding offer. It asks you basic questions, doesn't ask you social security or anything like that. We don't check credit and all that kind of stuff. Uh, all we wanna see is what the inventory is. It takes two to three minutes to fill out this, this form. It's basic questions like how long have you been in business? How much volume did you do last month? What was your profit? Basic questions you could answer off the top of your head. And then we'll give you a, we'll come back to you and we'll ask you for your, for access. And we'll ask for you for your uh, cost per unit. With that, we'll give you exactly how much we could give you. And again, take the least amount. If we approve you for a hundred or 200 or 300,000 and you need 10,000, just take 10. You don't need to pay for more. 
And then two months later, you come back and say, hey, I need another $30,000. I've been growing and I have these opportunities. It's in your account in an hour. Okay, we have all the numbers. We don't need to do it all up front. It's done. So don't worry about it. It's easy to grow. Uh, and also by going through Seller App. So if you click on this and in the application, you mentioned Seller App uh, or, or Go Seller. Uh, either way, you'll get an extra $500 that's yours to keep. Hopefully you use it for growth, but we're not taking any piece of that. And you don't have to repay it. Um, and that's it. I want to say thank you to everybody. This was a lot of fun. I hope you got a lot out of it and you know how to reach me. So have a great day. Thank you so much for teaching us the wondrous ways of raising capital and financing your Amazon FBA business. Thank you so much for that. So before moving on, let's take a look at this quick advertisement and then we'll be back. Hey sellers, as you know, the biggest challenge when it comes to selling on Amazon is finding enough data to estimate product demands and analyze customer trends. Not anymore. Finding profitable product opportunities based on customer demands and market trends is now easy with Seller App Report Central. Get access to elaborate and detailed insights backed by robust data that you will not find anywhere else. Let us show you all the detailed, data-backed reports you will get access to in Seller App Report Central. Number one, Seller App B2B Product Opportunity Reports. Seller App offers business product opportunity reports to help you identify and capitalize on the demand for certain products and categories that are popular among Amazon business customers. It's a great way to improve your sales and expand your market share on Amazon. You can also increase your product's discoverability, desirability, get product recommendations that can help you expand your product portfolio and scale your business. Here, you will get access to two powerful reports. One, recommended for you. In this report, Amazon Business creates a set of recommendations with the help of B2B customer demand signals within Amazon Business and your current listings that might be a good fit for your business on Amazon. This report is refreshed weekly. Two, products not yet on Amazon. For this report, Amazon not only uses customer demand signals, but also uses search data, requests for quotes, and product lists submitted by their B2B customers. All of the above parameters are used to compile a list of product recommendations that are in demand, but are not yet on Amazon. This report is refreshed weekly as well. Number two, Amazon Seller Reports. Get access to holiday selling trends, powerful keyword suggestions, category insights, and e-commerce market opportunities you need to know as an Amazon seller. Here are some of the powerful reports you will get access to. One, holiday and gift-related keywords and phrases. Increase your visibility this holiday season by adding holiday and gift-related keywords in your copy and back-end keywords fields. 2. Black Friday and Cyber Monday report. Apprehend and analyze the trends of buyers on Amazon during this festive period of Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and Cyber Monday. Check out Seller App Reports Central and find potential business opportunities to expand your business on Amazon. Identify best-selling products and categories, as well as keyword customer trends. If you have any questions, email us at sales at sellerapp.com. Feel free to chat with our experts. So when you're calculating your profit and loss statements or when you are calculating the profit for the year or estimated profit for the year, I have seen bigger level sellers and intermediate sellers make this very crucial mistake, which is that they don't calculate or account their VAT and taxes into their profit statements. 
VAT and taxes is very important and as an Amazon seller with the Amazon Global Selling Program now in picture, most of the sellers are looking to sell internationally. But they forget that VAT and taxes are different in all regions and they can affect your profit margin to a great extent. To avoid certain situations or to avoid this situation, we have Oliver Muller who is a certified tax advisor from HelloTax and he will be covering VAT and taxes and important um, new information that has come into picture in 2022 so we can be ahead of the game. Over to you, Oliver. Hello and welcome to Go Seller 2022 powered by Seller App. My name is Oliver and um, I'm working for HelloTax. I'm a tax expert at HelloTax and I take care of the Germany and Austria together with my colleague. Um, I have about 20 plus years of experience in international accounting. And um, actually, when you think of tax as something that gives you headaches, well, then we at HelloTax, uh, we, we are your painkillers. We are the ones that try to help you deal with your tax issues. And we are the ones that actually, um, yeah, we have fun dealing with tax and with complex tax issues, believe it or not. What are some of the problems that we at HelloTax that we are solving? Well, we help you as online sellers to expand into Europe. And although Europe is one big union, still there's 27 countries. And it can be a very um, complex and you can start to struggle in order to stay tax compliant. But this is where we come in, where we want to help you, where we want to be your support, your painkillers that help you to focus on your business and not on the strangest and most complex tax issues. So I will walk you through that presentation today. And I hope that in the end, you feel confident enough uh, to expand into Europe and hopefully to do this together with us at Halotex. Why is expanding into Europe um, such a great idea? And why has it been such a huge success for many e-commerce sellers? Well, Europe has a high revenue growth. Uh, Europe is a market of 27 countries and more than 400 million new customers. All of this uh, has a tremendous um, impossible impact on your sales. You can transform a small brand into a global one. Or you can keep up with your competitors that already have expanded into Europe and have increased in their sales. And you can benefit uh, from cost reduction because uh, you can source bigger volumes because now you have a much larger client base. So that's why Europe is a great place to expand your Amazon seller account into and why it is, uh, why we offer you the support and the help to make this a success.
what are some of the uh, blockers when it comes to expanding into Europe? What are some of the challenges? Well, in Europe, you have 27 countries and you have dozens of languages that are being spoken. That makes it extremely difficult because you need to be able to understand and to get into the specifics of the tax compliance um, in all the different languages. Well, then on top of it, you have to deal with value-added tax, customs, logistics, all of this make, make it very complicated. And when we today talk about value-added tax, what we are actually talking about is an equivalent to the sales tax in the US. But the, although there is a European way of looking at it, but nonetheless, there is many different local tax registrations within the countries that still make it different from country to country, although you think it might be one big union. Well, e-commerce and business selling into the European Union, well, it, it needs uh, some key ingredients, so to say. Well, you need to know your VAT liability. So in all the European countries, you need to know how it's operating. You need to register for VAT in different countries. Again, you need to know what are the different regulations and the different requirements when it comes to registrations in the different countries. You need to have a good view on the movements of goods within Europe between warehouses in order to take needed actions and to, in order to comply with local legislations. And you have to have complete visibility on all your sales channels and how they're performing regionally and how they're performing when it comes to different periods. All of this you need to know in order to stay tax compliant, but in order also to make your growth into Europe a success. And all of this, uh, we at Halotex, we have made it our goal to support you and to make your move to Europe a success. Well, like I said in the beginning, you have one big union, but yet you have many different countries. Many different countries have many different historically grown regulations and historically grown uh, requirements. And th this is already, can already be seen with something simple as a VAT registration process, because that process can require very little documentation and can be very easy and swift. For example, when you think of countries like Poland, it can be a little bit more complex with the requirements and the documents when it comes to Germany, for example, but it can be extremely hard and you can need and you are required to provide extremely many documents when it comes to registration in Spain. But in all of this, during this whole process, we are the ones that have experts that can help you, that support you, that tell you what to do, how to provide documents in order to get that registration for you as soon as possible.
there are different reasons why you need to register for VAT in Europe. Well, in the past, uh, when I say in the past, that was until the 1st of July 2021. Each European country had some kind of threshold when you would send goods into that country from another country. Once you had reached that threshold from that point onward, you needed to tax your goods in the destination country. Before that, you didn't need to be registered in that country. So there were VAT thresholds that were different in all the different countries in Europe. But that's no longer the that's no longer the case because right now what we have is we have a new um, legal um, OSS implemented, which is uh, a registration or which is something that just covers the whole of Europe. And you as a non-EU seller are by definition already considered to have reached any threshold. So that means um, this does no longer apply. And for you, what is important is um, it depends on the place where you store goods. And in this country, you need to get a VAT registration. So for example, you store one unit of your goods in France, well, you need to get VAT registered in France. Or you store one unit of your goods in Germany, you need to get registered in Germany. But once you get registered in one of the European countries um, via OSS, you can sell into all countries and then still, although you're not registered in the other European countries, pay your VAT via OSS. But I will continue to explain this a little bit later. This is still valid as of uh, 1st of July, 2021. So storage is one of the requirements in order to get registered for VAT in a given country. Well, in March 2022, there was a reopening of the European Fulfillment Network between the UK and the EU. And the fulfillment between the UK and the EU will, will reopen via the European Fulfillment Network. I mean, the UK has left the European Union with Brexit. So, but to sell between the UK and the EU, using the European Fulfillment Network, you have to meet certain requirements. You have to meet the requirement to access, to have access to both the UK and the EU seller central account. Then you have to have FBA offers for your products in both the UK and the EU. Your inventory, um, for eligible offers must be stored in the local fulfillment centers. And your shipping programs and export settings need to be enabled. So for EU to UK fulfillment, and also all EU stores must be enabled to export, say Germany, Italy, France, Spain, from wherever you want to export, you need to enable those fields. Then the eligible items must not exceed 150 euro or 135 pounds uh, in value, net value. So for B2C sales that do not exceed 150 euros, Amazon 
must account for the VAT. The customer pays VAT at the checkout, but Amazon then must account for the VAT. For sales above 150 euro and all business to business sales, the customer is the importer of record and the customer uh, 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 pays any import VAT and duties. Amazon will collect an estimate of these import fees from the customer at checkout to remit these amounts on the customer's behalf. So what's our solution for all this? When you think about all this, well, we try to create for you a solution that makes it easy and simple. In order to, to partake of the European Fulfillment Network, you have to have at least two registrations. You have to have for example, the UK and the Germany and the Germany registration. If you have this, then your customs have been taken care of and you need your OSS registration. When you have those requirements or when you have those registrations, then actually what, what will happen is you will file a VAT monthly return in the UK and in Germany and you will file one OSS quarterly filing in Germany. This quarterly filing OSS will include all your shipments that go from Germany uh, to all European countries. Say you uh, sell via the online marketplace in Germany to clients in Hungary, France, Finland, Malta, um, Cyprus, Greece, Portugal, all of these places. You don't need to get a registration if, if, for as long as you don't store in those places, but you can actually pay your VAT via this one OSS report in Germany. And we at HelloTex, we are happy to provide you with this report. We are happy to file a report for you so that you with your UK and DE registrations are able to sell into 27 countries all over Europe. And this, this will give you an extra customer base of more than 400 million customers. So that would be our solution. And that would be our suggestion for you. If later you want to add more registrations because you, you, you find out that your goods are, are, are selling well in Italy or in Spain and you want to store goods in, that, in those countries too, well, then we are the ones that can help you with an extra registration in those countries since we have our experts right there. Halotex is the all-in-one solution for VAT online VAT returns and registrations. We have country tax experts. We can give you full control in our tax software. We offer the all-in-one solution for Europe. And our software is designed uh, to provide digital VAT returns and registrations in all the different countries. We can give you data and process verification through our country tax experts. We can give you full control on, uh, on VAT payments and we monitor your VAT compliance and we see the needs and we can give you advice when it comes to sales data.
we have a free VAT portal and we are offering the only free VAT compliant software. And this allows sellers like you to monitor your VAT thresholds and to know when you need a new registration. You can see where your goods are doing good all over Europe. And if you decide uh, that you want to store goods in that country as well, well then, like I said, well, we are the ones that can help you get the registration in those countries. And we can provide you uh, with consultations and help because we have the tax experts in those countries. With our tool, you can get a broad view on all your sales channels. You can check uh, the VAT calculations. And when you go premium, you have many, many more features that will help you to become a successful Amazon seller in Europe and to stay VAT compliant and to get that good night's sleep and uh, without any headache. If you want to expand into Europe, um, what are your next steps in 2021-2022? Well, uh, we offer you free VAT registrations and VAT returns from 66 euros a month. So that's 33% uh, below uh, the best offer in the market. We could give you free consultations um, and you can discuss with our salespeople whatever your personal needs are, what particular matters you want to be addressed. And uh, be sure that we take good care of you. We want your business to be a success and we want you to stay VAT compliant. And for this, we give our best in order to make you successful. So thank you very much for listening to that very small presentation. Hey, sellers. Have you found the ideal keywords for your Amazon product using Seller App Keyword Research Tool? Then it's time to clean and optimize your keyword list with the help of Seller App Keyword Booster. Find and sort keywords based on their frequency. Incorporate popular keywords into your product page effectively and improve Amazon SEO. Give your Amazon product listing keywords the boost it deserves. How to use Seller App Keyword Booster. Log into your Seller App dashboard and click on Tools. Select Keyword Booster. Copy and paste your keyword list into the Keyword Booster. Filter your keyword results by the variety of duplication filters. Remove unwanted words and characters. Copy the cleaned keyword list from the Keyword Booster with the Copy button and paste the optimized keyword list on your Amazon product info page. That's it. As simple as that. Take your product listing to the top of Amazon SERP with Seller App Keywords Booster. If you have any questions, email us at sales at sellerapp.com. Feel free to chat with our experts. Thank you so much for that amazing presentation, Oliver. VAT and taxes are, is an ever-changing game. Every year it changes, and it's very important for Amazon sellers to stay ahead of the game and see what are the new changes and, of course, accommodate that into their new profit statements. So thank you for that presentation. So before we move on to our next speaker, I know you all have been eagerly waiting for um, this speaker and for this topic. 
Before that, let me make a quick announcement. If you have any comments, leave them in the live chat box. We have experts waiting to answer your questions. Let's make this session a little bit more interactive. Leave all your questions in the live chat box and our experts will answer that. So we have researched the product to sell on Amazon. We know where we can source it from. We have raised capital and we have accounted for VAT and taxes. Now it's time for us to launch our product on Amazon. Launching a product on Amazon is very exciting if you are a new seller, of course. It is one of the most important things and this is something that you have been waiting for and that's why you need your strategy to be perfect. If you are an existing Amazon seller and if you are planning to launch another product on Amazon, I understand that you need a foolproof strategy to make sure that this product is successful on Amazon. And that's why we have Prabhat Shah, who is a marketplace consultant, and he is here to give you a perfect product launch strategy. Over to you, Prabhat. Welcome to GoSeller 2022 by Seller App. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank Seller App's team for giving me opportunity to talk to you today. Hello, my name is Prabhat. I'm founder at Online Seller UK. The topic for today is how to launch a product successfully on Amazon. So there are millions of products on Amazon today. So getting your new products noticed during the product launch is an important step. So this talk today will help you understand how to get your product noticed, get that first sales and the sales after that. There are two key types of products on Amazon, private label. So these are the products chosen, which is highly popular, but the brand is not known. The second one uh, is brands. That customer knows the brand, but the product is new to Amazon. So if you are selling private label products, there is a good news, which you already may know, that only 22% of the searches on Amazon includes a brand name. So having a generic product with a private label brand is a good practice to sell on Amazon. Like that, there are two key channels to sell on Amazon. One is Seller Central, where you directly sell to consumer, and other one is vendor central where you sell to Amazon and you've got a wholesale relationship with Amazon itself. The product, the process of launching product is more or less similar. So we'll be covering both aspects of seller central and vendor central today. And at the same time, the product launch process for whether you've got a brand or you are selling private label brand, the, the process may apply the same. So to start with, it's important to look at the content of the product and the content involves the title, the imagery, the description, search terms, and any technical aspects of the product information. So how do we find the keywords that's relevant to our, to our customer? So you can use the tools like Seller App, which helps you understand what are the customer search queries on Amazon. So as you see on this screen, we've got a list of keywords, then we've got a monthly search volume and estimated orders. So this list of keywords you can use to optimize your title or any other parts of the content. Like the list of keywords, they also give, the tool itself gives a monthly search volume. So that, that will help you understand what is highly searched product, uh, product keywords. Like that, it also gives, as organic orders, so you can evaluate which keyword is more valuable for you in terms of generating organic orders. With the keyword research, these tools like Seller App 
allows also to do reverse ASIN search, as you see on the screen. So once you insert your ASIN number, it gives you a list of keywords relevant to that particular product. So you can take one or two of competitors' product and you can uh, search within Seller Apps too to see what keywords uh, are related to that particular product. So this way you are getting another list of keywords that's relevant to your product itself. So with these simple steps, you can create a list of highly targeted and relevant keywords queries and along with that monthly sales orders of that particular keyword as well or against that particular keyword. So then with the help of this number of orders, you can prioritize the keywords that is highly relevant and highly important to you. Other parts of the content, excluding the title, we can look at the key features. So the key features are the best way to give your customers immediate ideas about your product. So with these key features, you'd want to highlight the benefits of purchasing your product over your competitors. So consider things like unique selling point, best use cases of the product, the size, and any other uses of the product itself. So the screens shows one of the example of key features. So these key features, you can also include keywords that you've used, that you've already created from the list of um, keywords before when you did a keyword research, because the keywords here are also indexed. Moving forward, you've got also backend keywords field on your Amazon listings, and they are called search terms, as you see on the screen. So these keywords are not displayed to your customers, but they are indexed by Amazon. So these are another opportunity for you to add additional keyword and then rank for them on for your Amazon products. So some of the tips with for these backend keywords or search terms are use spaces in between, don't repeat any keywords within that search term field. Try to keep it as unique as possible. So you can are indexing for additional keyword, which is not part of the content already. So moving out of the content uh, keywords and keyword research side, let's talk about images. So as you see on this screen, the images are an important part of Amazon listings. So a good quality image helps to increase the chance of click-through rate and then sales of the product itself. Include different angles of the product, lifestyle images of the product, and use infographics giving key information about the product in your product images. So all photos needs to be very high quality and at least 1,000 by 1,000 pixels as a resolution. As you see on the screen, this is infographics giving, uh, giving the unique features of the product itself. If you are a brand registered, you can add product videos as well. So these product videos gives your product a competitive edge compared to any other products. So demonstrate your product uses or features in this video and add them into the product images section. These are limited to brand registered accounts. So if you have not registered your brand through your trademark process, it's, it's something that you'd want to consider today because it does take time to do the trademark and then follow that by brand registry. 
the next part of product launch process. And within that product launch process, we are talking about content um, this moment. So uh, we've talked about the keyword side. We've gone through the images side and the video side. Now we're talking about the A plus pages. Again, A plus pages are limited to brand registered account. And they appear at the second fold of the Amazon product page. And it's useful to bring product to life because it allows you to add additional product images and information about the product. You can also include what they call cross-selling chart. So this is one example of cross-selling chart. So that allows you to cross-sell any other product within a single product basis. So with A plus space, there are 15 different modules and you can use five at a time. So with these different modules, you can add imagery. You can, within that imagery, you can make, maybe add the text with the, about the product information or about the story of your brand. So now let's move away from the content side and talk about the fulfillment. So with fulfillment, if you are a seller central user, Amazon FBA, fulfillment by Amazon is something that you'd want to try because that helps you to sell more because the conversion for FBA products is much higher than non-FBA products. If you are new to FBA, you can always start with a limited amount of stock. You know, you can send fives, tens if you want or twenties and you can always test. And once you see the velocity of sales growing really, really well, you can send a follow-on larger volume of stock. The price for FBA is very competitive, and I've included link on the slide so you can check that out. Or you can just Google Amazon FBA fees, and you'll see different fee structure there. If you are a vendor central user, that means you are selling to Amazon, there is a program called Born to Run. So with Born to Run, Amazon vendors get purchase orders only when um, generally Amazon Vendors get purchase orders only when your product has more interest or views. So with this Born to Run program, this allows you to request the purchase orders for a product, telling Amazon how many units you want to sell within the 10-week period. So this is a, a process that you can apply for. And once you're approved, Amazon raises PO for that amount of products that you've applied. So Amazon Bones to Run program gives the vendor an opportunity to launch the products on Amazon without that product basis gathering interest. Otherwise, you'd have to wait longer period of time for that product itself to generate interest and then Amazon uh, to raise the purchase order. So some of the conditions, the two key conditions here of Bones to Run are, so Amazon will keep the unsold. So if the amount of product you send to Amazon, if it is not sold, then Amazon will keep the unsold units, but there will be a retention fee of 25%. Or Amazon may return the unsold units to you. And generally, a lot of vendors I work with, they choose the 25% retention fee. Also, bear that in mind, when you run Burn to Run, the, the idea is for your products to sell more. So once you start with Born to Run, once it's accepted, it's good to think about, can we discount the product or can we advertise the product? So these are the key questions. It's, it's in our interest to 
sell off the pr- amount of product we send to Amazon. And once there is uh, sales on that particular product, the ranking of the product improves, then Amazon will place organic purchase order then after that. So this is one of the example of on-to-run result where we've sold 81% of the product we sent uh, in that particular period of time. So moving out of on-to-run, now let's talk about Amazon advertising. So when Amazon advertising is done correctly, it is very effective. It's always good to start with auto campaigns. Because with auto campaigns, we tell Amazon to look at our content and category and present our products to the customer based on our content and the category itself. You can also target relevant keywords and products through this automated campaign, as we discussed. And you can get reports such as user keywords, conversion rates, and cost of sales itself. So our quick top tips for Amazon advertising is allow allowing auto campaigns to run for a period of time. And for some account, it could be three to four weeks. For some account, it could be within a week. It all depends on how quickly you are generating or gathering this data. Then create a manual campaigns by using these converting user keywords. Review your campaigns, which are you've created manually or for manual campaigns within a certain period of time. And that can be a week can be two or three days, depending on the uh, progress of the d- uh, data itself. So along with these manual keywords campaigns, you can also target product target ads and category target ads. So these are a little bit easier to create because they don't require any key. Target relevant and complementary products with your product targeting adverts and target relevant category with your category targeting adverts. So with the category and product targeting, as you see on the screen, your product will appear on the related product pages. And these are generally less expensive compared to any other keyword targeting types of advert. So now talking about coupons. So coupons are a really good way to make your product more attractive compared to your competition. Coupons are displayed in search result. As you see on the screen, there is a green tag. So they increase the chances of generating that initial sales during product launches. And you can start from 5% or 10% or 25%, whichever you feel fit. Remember, the idea of launching the product is to get that sales. So whatever process we are following today, is to help you generate that sales. So let's talk about reviews. So product reviews helps both in conversion and ranking of the product. As you see on this screen here, there are two product reviews. And when somebody reads through these product reviews, there is a immediate trust on the product itself. So some of the ways of getting product reviews are in, are asking for reviews itself. We cannot ask for positive reviews, but we can always ask for an opinion or reviews. We can also Send a follow-up emails through different tools. There are, you can, if you search for Amazon reviews tools, there are lots of tools you'll find in Google itself. Pick up anyone that you feel comfortable working with, and uh, that will help you follow up the customers without you having to go through individual orders and following up. If you are a brand registered account, and we've we've talked about this brand register a couple of times today, including the videos, the A plus pages, 
So there is a real advantage to be in a brand registry account. And brand registry is something that you'll get only when you are trademarked. So if you are brand registered, there are there is a program called Amazon Vine Reviews. So these Vine Reviews helps to get early reviews before your product even starts selling. So once your product is listed, send it to Amazon FBA, and you can start this find review program. As you see on the screen, there is a five-star review given by one of the reviewers. So with Seller Central, again, it's available for only brand-registered account, and it costs £140 per product. And you can send up to 30 products at a time with this, with this program per product, per SKU. So if you've got a, a parent line with five child items, then you can send 30 products within that parent line. With Vendor Central, you can see the cost itself is massively different. As you see on this screen, there is £1,000 charge on this account. But saying that some vendor accounts do receive Amazon Vine for free for, with certain terms and conditions. So if you've got Seller Central and Vendor Central account, you can use Seller Central account for the Amazon Vine program. Now, moving away from Amazon, let's talk about external traffic. So external traffic like Pinterest, YouTube, or any other sources are great ways to generate that organic traffic. They do take additional time, and also it, it will take time for you to understand how these work, but they generate regular traffic, and that will last long. So with Pinterest, you can see it has a longer life lifespan time of the particular post. So that means you will get a regular traffic for a long period of time. And also with Pinterest, you can engage not only by sharing pictures of the product, but also you can talk about use of the product, demonstrate the use of the product. So this will help you engage with the customer a bit more. With YouTube itself, as you know, YouTube is very popular for how-to style kind of video. You can always demonstrate your product, talk about the features of the product, and that will help you engage with the audience, get the traffic, and hopefully the sales as well. Again, if you are brand registered, you can generate a tracking link from your Amazon Advertising Console. And these tracking links lets you track your traffic to that particular product. You can understand the conversion and also different types of uh, metrics like traffic, add to cart, and product views itself. The screenshots here shows different groups created within one particular a product campaign. So I've created the group based on the traffic source and I've just named the group between Pinterest, Instagram, and Google Ads for that one product. And below that, on the second part of the slice, you can see there is a specific and unique tracking link created per this ad. So I'll be sharing this within the different target um, channels I've chosen. Could be Pinterest, could be Instagram, and I can track the amount of traffic and sales so that I can see which one is a valuable source of traffic for me. So some of the metrics, as you see in the screen, are click-through rates, product views, add-to-cart, sales in pounds or dollars, and units of sales. So with this external traffic, now you can track the actual conversion and sales. And this is really valuable for any marketing effort that you put out. So when launching a product, our aim is to generate sales. 
and on that first week in whatever way possible. So these sources which we are discussing earlier today, that will help you to do that. So let's wrap up with our product launch checklist. So get your content right. That means do the keyword research, optimize your title, bullet points, your descriptions and your search terms and any, any technical areas. Technical areas could be ingredients of the product, use of the product, or it could be the target audience. Showcase your product correctly with the right imagery, videos. You can also use A plus pages to help explain the products. You can use Amazon Vine programs for early reviews that will help build trust on the product itself. Use Amazon advertising. And with Amazon advertising, even if you don't have a review, it's good to start because that will help you rank the product at early on and get that sales. Use Amazon coupons that will allow you to product to be attractive compared to any other competing product base products. And also it's got a green tag. So it's, it stands out from rest of the product in search results. And lastly, use external traffic. I know it takes time, but taking time and spending um, time to generate different pins or different YouTube videos or any other source of external traffic will give you long-term results. So I hope this session has been useful for you. If you've got any questions, please feel free to get in touch and I'll be able to help you there. So uh, speak soon and all the best. Thank you. I think it's safe to say that this was one of the most thorough presentations I've seen in a while. So thank you so much for enlightening us, Prabhat. There were so many things that you've covered, which is very important for a beginner level and intermediate seller to know before they launch the product on Amazon. Of course, do not miss out the honeymoon period. Honeymoon period is when you get an unfair advantage of uh, being on page one because Amazon does not really have a sales history for you. So make sure you're running effective advertising campaigns in your honeymoon period because that's the key to success. So that is it for day two. I hope all of you had a great time. So let's have a quick recap before we move forward. First, we had Don Hang, who's the co-founder of Acromy, speak about how to raise capital and fund your Amazon FBA business. Then we had Oliver Muller, who is a certified tax advisor from HelloTax. He spoke about VAT and taxes, uh, which I've seen most of the sellers miss out. Do not miss out on this. And of course, then we had Prabhat Shah, who spoke about how you can launch your product on Amazon and gave us a really good strategy to do so. If you haven't already, check out our Go Seller official page where you can see more about upcoming days, the topics, speakers, and of course, our partners for the event. So if you are an intermediate and if you are a power seller, this day is specifically designed for you. And this day, we are going to be talking about advanced PPC strategies. And we are going to be talking about important data metrics that you need to be tracking to be successful on Amazon. So in day three, we have Nitin Mantredi, who is the director of customer success, talking about advanced advertising strategies, followed by Dilip Pominen, who is the co-founder at SellerApp. He will be talking about business monitoring and important data metrics to track. So I will see you on day three.